0: Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to the show that is entitled Mike's Daily Podcast. Guess who I am? Mike's Daily Podcast. I'm Mike. Mike Matthews. It's FF episode two thousand seven hundred and forty-three. It's Mike Matthews' podcast, and like I've been doing since nineteen ninety. No, wait, not that far back. Two thousand something nine. Okay, that's fine. We'll end the song with that number. 2008 late Mike's daily podcast and here we are 2,743 FF episodes later and the show Mike's which I've mentioned daily previously podcast well yeah well 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 three holes in the ground SpaceX executives are worried that Elon Musk was on drugs during cringeworthy all-hands meeting, (laughs) according to the Wall Street Journal. uh, They are worrying about his drug use. At SpaceX, the outlet, because everything's got to have an X in his company, I guess, since Twitter became that last year. The outlet reported execs privately worried that Musk was high during an unhinged staff meeting. That's with SpaceX and Musk was an hour late and rambled for 14 minutes before SpaceX's president took over. It's pretty
1: interesting.
0: He arrived nearly an hour late, slurring his words. Look, I do a podcast. That might happen from time to time, so that's okay. Matthew. Oh wait, I'm not a gazillionaire. Never mind. that's not okay. It reported that Musk was unusually incoherent when he took the stage in front of his SpaceX employees to discuss the development of the company's Bill Falcon rocket prototype, with one executive describing the event to the outlet as nonsensical, unhinged, and cringeworthy. And the president, Gwyn Shotwell. Hey, that's a good name for a SpaceX company, Shotwell.
1: And here's today's Podcast picture.
0: We shot that spaceship right up to the moon. Well, we shot it well. The podcast picture is of the beautiful town. Well, it's not a town. It is a lit area, known as Jack London Square. Bologna. And there are boats on the water, which I enjoy seeing. Oh, and off in the distance to San Francisco. And it's a cool picture that you can see at Mike's Daily podcast. <laughs> com. Musk's drug use. I had not known about this, which includes... LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, ketamine, according to people familiar with the matter, is at the center of an extensive new report. Oh, the late great Basil the Boxer. He never took ketamine. He was never even at a kennel. He, uh, I four went kennels and usually took him with me or had a good friend watch him and walk him. That's... That's the best way to go unless you have a super duper kennel that you love taking your dog to That will take them out for walks Have them so, uh, socialize with their fellow dogs That's always excellent And if they feed them well of course that usually costs a lot But So this a uh, report from the journal that details how executives at several of the billionaire's companies Have struggled to manage his substance abuse and erotic behavior which could jeopardize the... At SpaceX, where illicit drug use could jeopardize the billions of dollars of government contracts enjoyed by the defense contractor due to federal regulations, the general reports of Musk's drug use put at risk nearly $1 trillion in assets held by investors, about 13,000 jobs, and the future of the U.S. space program.
1: For your entertainment, the one, the only...
0: Mike Matthews (laughs) Through msn.com The other interesting news today The New York Times published an editorial Openly speculating about Taylor Swift's sexuality It wasn't the first time the topic of Is she or isn't she has been raised online But it is the first time a mainstream publication Has done such a prominent piece on the question People described as associates of the singer expressed frustration with the article to CNN while not specifically denying its claims as one person described by CNN as close to the situation anonymously told the outlet because of her massive success in this moment there is a tailor-shaped hole in people's ethics. Okay. <laughs> what? This article would have, wouldn't have been allowed to be written about Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez, for those of you who don't know, got popular on a long defunct platform, social media platform known as Vine.
1: Wine. Well, I like. The whiny white man
0: wineless. And it was like people, it was the precursor to Snap and then uh, TikTok basically. No. A big thanks to our sponsor. And sing and people went, ooh, he's amazing. And he got a record contract and he had a hit, uh, Stitches. I'll be needing stitches. Not that snitches need stitches, but I'll be needing stitches better than he can. Oh, he's had a lot. You'd be surprised if you look up his discography. he's had a lot of big hit songs. And then he dated for quite a while uh, and did a song called Senorita with the lady that I can't think of at the moment. She also did Havana. What in, what in the world was that about? Okay, her song... I can't think of her at the moment. Uh, sean mendez I'm, I'm thinking of Sergio Mendez uh. <laughs> Because they're not related. I don't think. Sergio Mendez. He was the big kind of Latin jazz uh, instrumentalist who then would hire singers who then sang songs that became huge hits for him.
1: Right? Good.
0: Uh, Alibis was the one I remember. I know your alibis are watertight and the way you want to feel tonight. But I know you're slipping away from me. Right? cabejo gosh dang that took a while Blood and loco sometimes I can't access everything as quickly as I would like but if you get offended that's the way
1: the cookie crumbles no. <laughs>
0: caffeine is the only thing I'm on at the moment and it's not really doing that much for me what was the other thing the uh, gosh it was at that time all these ballads came out in the early 80s. There was On the Wings of Love for Jeffrey Osborne. Mike scavenger hunt. There was that uh, lost living inside myself, living inside this shell. That guy from Canada, I can't think of his name either at the moment. Gosh. Now there's a guy on YouTube who said that he used to be in a band that would play at weddings. As we go outside a cafe anyway, where we bring you Mike's daily podcast, somewhere in Castro Valley, ten, the last place on Earth. Yes, Sergio Mendes, Brazilian musician. MTV News, you hear it first. Mike's absolutely useless review. Mike ripped someone a new one. Gosh, he's playing all over the place in February. He's back on it in February. The Micropedia Insanica. Let's see, his song. So easy to access. Nada and the Black Keys redid that later with him. Never gonna let you go, that's the one. Gonna hold you in my arms forever. That song apparently changes keys so many times, it is really difficult. If you're if you're trying to you think, oh it's an easy ballad. No no no. There's so many changes in it It was It's kind of a difficult uh, it, it is a difficult song to play Alright What about Well Whatever That's the latest about Taylor She is huge at the moment Yeah so People uh, An article like this Wouldn't be allowed to be written About Sean Mendez. Or Sergio Mendez For that matter Or any male artist Whose sexuality has been questioned By fans Which leads us to Barry Manilow, who also has a story where he recalls how it was a burden to keep his sexuality a secret. This according to People Magazine. This came out today. He struggled with some of the tougher aspects of being in the public eye over the years. Oh, he just did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. He is 80 years old and he opened up about the burden of keeping his sexuality private before he came out as gay. In a People Magazine story It was a cover story In 2017 He waited till 2017 I didn't want my career to go away He said And that's why a lot of people Over the years Kept it in the closet I'm grateful for it But it was a burden to keep it quiet I was always worried Every interview They're going to ask me Whether I'm gay or not Nobody ever did by the way Interestingly That is interesting to me because there he was He was so popular in the 70s and the 80s Giant If you go back and look It was interesting because towards the end He was still having hits In about the, the mid Early to mid 80s He was starting to fizzle out But he would still put out these dance songs You listen to it you go what is this a song that was included in the movie Rocky? What is It's got that kind of Survivor feel to it this I forget which song I'm thinking of, but it was it wasn't it wasn't a huge hit, not like Mandy, that was all over the radio, constantly, and the Copa Copa Cabana song, so you know huge guy, massive, and nobody ever asked him. I mean, that maybe tells you a little bit about the media, in the '70s and '80s. Well he says Up until Recently The pop legend Recalled having an exchange With Clive Davis Who came out As bisexual In 2013 Clive Davis Who discovered Whitney Houston Led Zeppelin Well helped Propel their careers A myriad of artists And he apparently Told Barry About the pitfalls About coming out as a celebrity He said You know Elton John Came out as bisexual No artist should ever do that It'll hurt your career And it did hurt Elton For quite a while Manilow recalled So what is Also interesting Is there was a country singer By the name of Shelley Wright I've done Quite a few interviews with her Before she came out And she Even had a huge single On the country charts Went to number one Called Single White Female and she kept it quiet for quite a long time And then she finally came out about it And did a documentary about the backlash About what happened once she did But she is an interesting woman She is very business savvy in other ways Apparently she was really good with the stock market And investing her money And a total healthy uh, health. I would say health nut in that but she's a bicyclist. A really, I know she used to bicycle all around Nashville at night. I remember hearing stories about just, you know, she was just like a fitness guru type. So don't know what she's doing lately. But she had an amazing voice. Hope she's still singing and writing songs. But yes, that is some interesting news right off the top there with Mike's Daily Podcast. Here in Podcaster Valley. The only podcast that podcasts from Podcaster Valley and Cafe anyway. And speaking of songs, we'll have a couple songs we'll get to with the segment. The Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud. Some new songs to play for you. News Random. And we also had this interesting commentary that... Came to us at Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. It says the 2024 election cycle starts now. Yes, it has started. The uh, day of the the three kings showing up is that that's called the day of the epiphany. That was on the sixth. So as of that moment, we basically are done with the holiday season. Some of you may keep it going. I, saw, I finally saw a pink Christmas tree But it was sitting on the sidewalk Getting ready to be turned into mulch Which you can do by the way In Podcaster Valley They're turning Christmas trees into mulch For the next two weeks I think But a guy by the name of Hugh Hewitt He said at the top of the ballot Of an election day next fall American voters will likely have to choose Between President Biden And former President Trump That matchup is not in It's just very likely If indeed the Biden-Trump rematch is the marquee event The outline of what will drive voters making that choice is already clear The election is going to be marked by three great divides First, Hugh says, I'd point to irascibility versus infirmity some subset of voters are simply not up for another four years of President Trump's combativeness. And with President Biden, another set see a man who has declined too much. That is one thing they really push on the right. He's sick. He's, he's old. He's falling apart. And then you look at Trump, who is not like 10 years younger, 20 years younger. He's just a couple years younger. Oh, but he's a different type of uh, guy. He's gonna, he's gonna live forever. And, and then you go and look at all the burgers and the pizzas and whatever other unhealthy things he eats. So that argument of healthy versus unhealthy versus no. I don't see that. That word does not hold any water. A second chasm separates the starkly different approaches of Biden and Trump on issues of national security. Especially regarding the use of force and the need to secure the nation's border. That is definitely going to be. Which is a very good thing. Big on Biden's. Which is a very, very good thing. It's not going to be. He's not going to be able to clear that up easily. And he has not done a good job. It is really bad down there right now. And it has been for the past couple of years. But the biggest divide, Hughes says, is not between Trump and Biden, but involves Trump alone and how voters view him. Some see him as a threat to the republic. Hughes says, I think that's nuts, but some people do. Welcome to the 2024 presidential election cycle. Wrong. He says. And in another commentary from Carol Platt-Levow, She says that the Harvard president, Claudine Gay, has resigned despite the board of fellow support and behind-the-scenes lobbying by Barack Obama. I did not know about that. I don't know how much lobbying he actually did, but not only did she disgrace herself in congressional testimony by failing to condemn calls for Jewish genocide on campus, but Claudine Gay was... Incredibly, accused of more than 40 instances of academic plagiarism Along with Gay herself The scandal's greatest victims are elite education And the DEI movement Diversity, equity, inclusivity movement But the resignation is too little too late What's the cliche of the week? What's the cliché of the week? What's the cliché of the week? What's the cliché of the week? So Gay was elected by Harvard's president of Harvard because of her immu- immutable characteristics. And Carol points out that was specifically her sex and her skin color. What's the cliché of the week? 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 And Harvard's drama became a microcosm of the decay and corruption that DEI has imposed on many of our greatest institutions. Gay may be gone, but the lessons Americans learned will linger. Harvard is not worth the money, folks. Put the money elsewhere. Put the money in a university that had. Now I went to a university whose uh, chancellor got pulled over because she had a little too much wine one evening, and that was the big scandal. It didn't come down to what she believed, or how she acted, or how she got the job, or if she had any plagiarism involved in her past. None of that came up. But I remember a lot of people. I think she was the first female chancellor. That we had at UCSB This was in the late 80s, early 90s And it was tough for her But gosh Gay really messed it up And it just makes you go Why? Why are universities Why do they Have these massive tuitions Why are students going into debt At the levels that they are Why are we paying so much for Univers- I don't think going to university is bad, but with these schools, it is. It is not, it is not worth the price of admission. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in PodCastro Valley. Ten, the last place on earth. Look who's here. Hello, Matthews. It's to only to processor advisor. I have snow globes. Excellent. Oh, this is a very nice snow globe here. Buy it, Matthews. Buy it. I'm going to not buy it at the moment. Maybe I'll put in for a layaway like everybody else is doing these days and then acquire the snow globe that way. Yeah, okay, whatever, Mike Matthews. Just buy it. Buy the snow globe. Ah, I don't like this pressure on me to buy a snow globe. Look who else is here. Hello, Dave Mike. This is Valentino, the parking attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Did you know that? Mike, you look podged. Have a little drink day. Oh, thank you. Mm. Wait a minute I didn't know there was leftover coquito That my lovely lady friend made Yum Yeah it's pretty good there Yeah excellent Do you know that? And from Puerto Rico I said that perfectly Look who else is here Oh Mike this is Floyd the floor man And this is John Deere the engineer I would recommend not buying the snow globes Because they are explosive Uh huh much like this podcast, when I start talking about Claudine Gay, but that's okay. We're done talking about Claudine Gay and the border wall. And you've heard that over and over.
1: The news bleed section. Yo, no, the mic tip.
0: Processing all these people through the border, and then they get shipped by bus to the sanctioned cities. That became a bad name. Oh, we're a sanctioned city A a a sanctuary city Not a sanctioned city Well, the sanctuary cities Are getting sanctioned Or the bus drivers Bringing the people To the sanctuary cities Are getting sanctioned Somehow this is getting confusing So I will now say that That is a whole mess As you've probably heard So let's get away from messes And get to a time in radio eons ago Where yours truly was doing this thing Called Kehei It was a country radio station And we had Some interesting times there on At night time On the radio And here's a little bit of that We're going back To Not 20 years But maybe this is uh, Almost 25 years ago To this show that I was doing Called the K-Hey Santa Fe Cafe
1: The preview on 100.7 K-H-A-Y Where you hear the new country Before even the country hears it And you get to call in With your reaction and-
0: This is a Segment called The New Country Preview We would play A little bit of a New Country song Oh no we would play The whole song Unlike this show Where we do the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud And we have to only play A little bit of the song Otherwise we get dinged by YouTube No This is the New Country Preview And every night at 9 o'clock I would play a brand new song Sometimes I wouldn't have any songs And I'd have to find something Dig something up I'd play something old And say it was new No wait I don't remember ever I don't think I did that But I think I had to go Everybody Somebody had a new Christmas album Somewhere So maybe you debut a new Christmas song And that was kind of foolish Because the Christmas song That's a temporary thing It's a December thing And then by January Everybody's moving on And I don't want to hear Christmas music in January So here is a little bit Of the New Country preview That I did for 11 years
1: (laughs) to win Joe Diffie's twice upon a time only if you are the 50th vote at 656 or 650 K-H-A-Y and tell me will Kevin Sharp's If She Only Knew be a hit or will it be squashed like a mosquito on the back of a sweating cowboy's neck Oh, yeah. Your vote 21, why will be a hit? I like his voice, and I think the melody was really nice. That is Kevin Sharp and a song called If She Only Knew. And it looks like no one is voting against it tonight. Everyone seems to like it, but people can still vote 656 <laughs> six or 650-K-H-A-Y. Six, and what is your name? Sarah. Sarah, where are you calling from? Sarah, vote number 50 is going to win the Joe Diffie CD. Here is Pam Tillis, I said a prayer on Kate.
0: I wonder if the song won or not. Pam Tillis used to be really popular in country music. I don't remember this song, though. She was the daughter of, is the daughter of Mel Tillis. Wow, there's a lot of sound effects here on the radio.
1: There's definitely some kind of chronic event.
0: Preview, preview, preview.
1: The preview is brought to you by the Pet Barn, your friendly neighborhood, pet. In Oxnard, Santa Barbara, Ventura, and Thousand Oaks. Matt Michaels inside the preview room, and we got vote number 50 on the phone. It is Sarah calling all the way from Port Wainini. Hello, Sarah. Hi. What's your opinion of Kevin Sharp's If She Only Knew? I'd buy it definitely. What'd you like about it? his voice, I like the rhythm. I like everything about the song. Okay. And that is from an upcoming album from Kevin Sharp. We haven't heard from him since his debut. So, congratulations. You've got Joe Diffie's CD, Twice Upon a Time. And if people didn't get to give their reaction, they can call the K-H preview response line at 642-8595 extension 555. Now the results of our preview poll tonight, Sarah. Will Kevin Sharp's If She Only Knew be a be squashed like a mosquito on the back of a sweating cowboy's neck Of all the people listening, 0% said that it would be squashed like a mosquito on the back of a sweating cowboy's neck, but 100.7% said it will be a Definitely buy it
0: wasn't a hit. Kevin Sharp got known because he did a country version of Nobody Knows It But Me. That song, that was, uh, not Babyface. Congratulations
1: (laughs) out to Kevin Sharp. He will be back on Friday night at 9 o'clock for the Friday Night Fight during the preview. We put up all the preview winners from the past week up against each other. Congratulations (laughs) out to you, Sarah. Enjoy your new Joe Diffie CD. I will. What station's playing Martina McBride's A Broken Wing"? Oh, was bubby
0: baby face bubby face Mostly cloudy tonight lows in the 50s
1: tomorrow mostly sunny by afternoon Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy with local drizzle and fog. Thursday, partly cloudy by afternoon. 64 now in Montecito, 56 in Camarillo, 62 in Ventura at Continuous New Country with the preview winner from last night, Steve Warner, Road Trippin'.
0: Uh, Steve Warner. No, it was the Tony Rich Project. That's right. Tony Rich sang it, Babyface wrote it. That's why people always say it's Babyface No The Tony Rich Project from 1996 Now That was about 23, 25 years ago Now let's go back 30 years ago Like 32 years ago To the wonderful station Y97 Long since gone It was called Most Music Y97 It had been around for I think about 7 years at this point, and I was on there in my 20s. 50 minute
1: music hours, ba, ba, ba. hour after hour, day after day, on most music, Y97. Aw, uh, Vogue. No, you're never gonna get it, not this time. From the Bay Area. First, like 197 with En Vogue and my lovin'. Good afternoon, Mike Matthews with you on this Sunday afternoon. Congratulations out to Mia Tate of Santa Barbara, winner of a trip to the Sandals Resort in Jamaica. Mia will enjoy the couple's only all-inclusive vacation and even see Howard Jones in concert. Good job, Mia. Jamaica, from your destination station, Y-97. Music Y-97. I've got to hear Abby voice. <laughs> and slowly on 197, and for all you horse lovers, there's a festival in the park going on right now, yeah, featuring equestrian demonstrations, food, music, and more at the Tapo Canyon Park. It'll be going on until 6 p.m. tonight, if you want to go out and see some neat horses. Yeah! Bad horse impersonation. Brian Adams, though, he's not impersonated, he just can't stop this thing,
0: he's stopped. Brian Adams, he was huge at that point. With this album, Waking Up the Neighbors, that had everything I do, I'll do it for you. And that song. And do I have to say the words? Oh, one of my favorites. Uh, Thought I died and gone to heaven. And apparently he is touring now and doing that album from start to end. And he says, the one thing I remember about that album is I was able to kill a lot of mice at the studio. Okay, Brian, thank you. That's scary. Ma- he's a mouse catcher. He's a cat. Brian Adams is a cat. Is what we learned from that. And that was the segment. Let's go back with Matthews. Let's go, go back, back with,
1: Matthews. with Matthews. Oh my gosh. The bottom of the chart.
0: Pretty good songs that never made it on the radio because people didn't think they were worth. It. But you know what? They come back up and people start playing on them. And it's like, oh where'd that come from now the Mike Matthews new tunes feud <laughs> oh yeah sent yeah. to me Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com is a group uh, let's see they are called they are called they don't have a name the name of this group well you kind of need a name Astrid Son is the name a Danish-London-based composer and viola player. Ah, throughout her acclaimed discography, Astrid has been carefully crafting different moods through electronic and acoustic instrumental endeavors. And here is a song from her album that is uh, entitled... What is this album called? It's the... It's just, Wow. Uh, great Doubt. There we go. Okay. I love clicking on things and suddenly they're not there. And here is a song from the album that is entitled Almost. Sun, S-O-N-N-E maybe that's Zone I'm not sure but there's a little bit of her song called Almost and then song number two if things click and open correctly is from Brent Amaker Brent Amaker and the Rodeo is the name of this band. Since forming his Seattle-based outfit Brent Amaker and the Rodeo in 2005, Amaker has reveled in idiosyncratic style in an idiosyncratic style that doesn't fit into preordained categories. He's a country singer whose band is known for dressing in matching black cowboy outfits. Yet Amaker is more inspired by art rock icons like Devo and David Bowie than the usual country mainstays. A Seattleite since 1997, he's a Southerner by birth, yet Southern crowds are frequently puzzled by his ambitious stage show. Okay, here is a little bit of Brent Amaker and a song called Take It By The Horn. Yes,
1: sir. Are you ready to rise up to the top? I will hold your hand I will tell you how it's done. <laughs> Bad enough. It'll sure you
0: Brent Amaker from Seattle, Washington. And a little bit of his song called Ticket by the Horns. Okay, and our last song is from The Umbrellas. Their debut album was one of the surprise hits of an otherwise grim 2021. Channeling solid gold influences like the pastels, Comet Gain, Orange Juice, and the Eilers set. They represent the fertile San Francisco Bay Area scene at its most poptastic, following on three sellout pressings of their debut album tours. So here is a little bit of their song called Three Cheers from the album of the same Oh no, Fairweather Friend is the name of the album. Three cheers from the Umbrellas. A little bit of that. It's how we ought
1: to be. Pockets filled up to the brim. Stalking scars lost pointed oil and Lining up over the guillotine.
0: Trees the Umbrellas there, I gotta fade it out Because I'll get dinged by YouTube Three cheers, the name of that one So which one did you like better? Astrid Zone? Uh, the Brett Amaker in the Rodeo? Or The Umbrellas? Let me know at this phone number Call Mike at the Cafe Anyway Hotline Area code 510 228 Four six four zero. <laughs> will you shut up? Liberty, nation, freedom, foam for all. First of all, I
1: just wanna just um, thank everyone for joining us here on this show. This is
0: great. And with more ways to reach me, it is A Frame. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I will try to keep it daily. Sometimes I get interrupted, as you know, but I since I'm doing this all myself, so Thank you for taking a little pity on me when I do miss a show. I don't know if you're actually sitting there with your arms folded and your uh, foot tapping going, "Where, where's Mike's latest podcast? But I'm trying. I'm trying to quote um, Trace Atkins. And now as I'm starting to remember other people's singer names, Camila Cabajo, sorry I forgot your name, and Sergio Mendez, And don't forget Herb Albert. Because Herb Albert also... (laughs) He was also the instrumentalist guy that would sometimes do songs with actual singing in it. Actual lyrics. I need your love. That kind of thing. And then suddenly there was Janet Jackson doing Diamonds that was in the mid-80s with uh, Terry... I uh, nah, better stop because I can't think of people's names now Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis there you go I just watched, rewatched that Diamonds video that Herb Albert did watch it on YouTube it is the most bizarre thing there's like a DJ named Bucky and now we've got Bucky's all over the nation that are huge those massive Walmart type places that are bigger than Walmart they're like the biggest gas station food market type place and gas is cheap there, and they've got amazing pulled pork, I am told, and other snacks, and interesting items, and t-shirts, and people walk around with their Bucky shirts, but back then, Herb Albert, in the mid-80s, came out with that song, Diamonds, with Janet Jackson on vocals, and in him playing trumpet, but all that stuff, he played trumpet so scarcely, versus sparsely rather versus his stuff that he did with the uh, Tijuana Brass Band which my dad had I know he had at least one album of that group somewhere so Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-bum That's the end of this podcast Here's Ariel with the end part now
1: Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews His podcast is super easy to find Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com See you tomorrow. Bye!